Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the show, I wanted to let you know that the Handlebar is a lovely craft beer bar and restaurant right here in Chico, and they have an even lovelier happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m., during which you get a dollar off all of their craft beers on draft. They have 28 of them. I'm not kidding. That's a real deal. Seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. That's four hours at the Handlebar. A dollar off any of their awesome draft beers. You can drink them inside, at the bar, at a table. You can drink them outside on their newly renovated gorgeous patio. It's lovely here in Chico right now. Johnny and I highly encourage you to check them out. They're located at 2070 East 20th Street, south end of town, right next to Winco, right next to Best Buy. Again, that's the Handlebar. Here's the show. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast and radio show about the worlds of craft beer and film. My name is Max Minardi. Johnny Summers reporting for duty. This week on the show, our thoughts on Thor, Love and Thunder. It's the latest from director Taika Waititi. It's the director's follow-up to Thor Ragnarok. In it, we see Chris Hemsworth return to his titular role as the God of Thunder. You have to say Thor the whole episode like that. How did I say it? Thor! Thor. <laughs> uh, beers this week are from two pitchers brewing out of Oakland, California. They were picked up right here in Chico by, you guessed it, me. The first is a lager with Nordic fruits, and the second is a wheat ale with pomegranate and lemon. If you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a wonderful Thursday evening. I hate to ruin it, but I'm going to have to tell you that you won't be hearing our episode today in its entirety. You're only going to get the first beer review and a spoiler-free portion of our discussion of Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah, Johnny, but if they wanted to hear the full conversation, which includes spoilers for Love and Thunder, a review of our second beer, and Hot and Bothered, where could they go? They could head on down the internet road to Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or our website. New episodes every single Friday morning at 7 a.m. If you like the show, please leave us a rating and a review, preferably five stars. Those are the best kind. Uh, please let us know you did that. For all of your social media needs, find the show on Instagram. Fresh underscore hop underscore cinema is our new Instagram. Letterboxed for film reviews, untapped for beer reviews, all at Fresh Hop Cinema. Or like I said, the website, freshhopcinema.com. But Max, that's almost the best internet site in the world. Yeah, I can think of a couple better. The one we'll talk about here is Patreon. And it's a way for people to support our show with hard-earned cash. And we, we're pretty diligent about this sort of thing. If you don't know what Patreon is, you, you it's, it's basically... It, I'll use us as an example. Uh, we put out bonus content, bonus episodes. That's kind of the main thing. We talk about bonus beers or like this week we did uh, a review of True Romance, which I had never seen. So shout out to Brittany, uh, one of our newer-ish patrons um, who I, I believe is one of Brittany's favorite movies of all time. And she was like, you never seen it? You got to watch it. That's, that's a condition about me joining Patreon. So I was like, perfect. We'll watch it. So I watched it. We talked about it on Patreon. Um, in addition to all of our online bonus stuff, we also have get togethers. We are just about two and a half weeks away from Sparklegasm, our first in a very long time, big podcast exclusive event. And it might be the first seltzer only bottle share in history maybe after yeah because traditionally beer drinkers don't want that but it's the middle of or the end of july at that point in chico california it's gonna be like a thousand degrees and we're just gonna crush as many types of craft seltzers as we can or some um, not so crafty sure we'll see. so access to all that and more on patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema um quick shout out here to our friend nick land who sent us an email saying that he had been to the theaters more in the past week than he had in i think the past couple of years 
um, and I don't have the email in front of me, but Nick saw Jurassic World and Top Gun. Top Gun, that's right. Um, so I'm going to send Nick, obviously I'll send you a follow-up on that email. Would love to talk those movies with you. My friend, hope you enjoyed at least one of them. I think Johnny and I both agree. One is quite a bit better than yeah, the Yeah, one of those stands out for sure. Um, it's the one without dinosaurs. But again, yeah, if, if you've got, you know, two or four or 20 bucks a month to spare and you want to support two guys drinking beer and talking about movies and doing what they love in a time that can often be very stressful. And this is the one thing that holds them together. You can go to patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema and uh, keep one or both of us very sane. <laughs> if you want to support the only thing in our lives that yeah, we can count that's consistent. <laughs> Do you have anything else on, on uh, Patreon, dude? Uh, no, do it. Uh, there was more dinosaur Top Gun jokes I sure. wanted to make, but they'd be... A little road. Sure. So here we go. Okay. Then housekeeping out of the way, I did want to point out one thing before we get into beers is that to the astute listener, you might notice that our room sounds a little bit different. We're in a new studio. We've decided it's our fifth studio. Maybe six. Maybe six. Six. And it's the room the is six. untreated. So I just wanted to, for, for future posterity, notate this once. And we might talk about it in Hot and Bothered, but you will. in case we don't, we're in a new space. And I'm, despite how unfinished the setup is right now, it feels good to me. Mm-hmm. feels like we have a promising studiophic future ahead of us new word studio yeah studio fantastic i don't know i like it okay let's get into beers johnny i basically have no idea what we're drinking you picked out beers but you also filled them in in the notes and i'm just now seeing the can of the first beer for the first time so what are we doing well i'm gonna tell you we are doing nordic jam it's from two pitchers brewing out of oakland california it is a lager with nordic fruits that's 5.2 percent abv max i know you're wondering what what's a nordic fruit? i have no idea uh the definition of a nordic fruit is as follows. Okay. Well, at least what they decided to put in this beer. Sure. We'll see. Uh, we've packed this tasty lager with cherries, elderberries, and strawberries, all staples of a Viking warrior's diet to create a refreshing, tart, and downright delicious party in a can. Jam on, friends. Skull. Nice. Okay, so it's in our glasses. I have a nice tulip glass. You have a nice pine glass. You have to describe that can. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so again, big shout-out is in order. It's a picture of an artistic rendering, if you will, of what appears to be a Viking, if not Thor himself. It's probably not Thor, actually. It might be. No, there's no... Maybe. Definitely a Viking. Yeah. Uh, standing triumphant on a mound of kills. Um, C- Captain Jerry, Sailor Jerry. Who's the guy that stands on the... Captain uh, Morgan. Captain Morgan, thank you. Captain Morgan style on a pile of fruits that have been cut in half. And on his sword are two skewered, uh, one strawberry, one cherry. And in his left hand a horn full of presumably Nordic jam. That's right. Uh, it's a great can. It's so thematically appropriate. Nicely done, sir. Thank you. I was uh, very tickled with that. It's really great. Every once in a while, the stars align. That happened recently, too. We did Last Call Brewing a couple of weeks ago or last week with yeah, the, the Black, Black Phone. phone. Great. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll just try to stick to this. For you know, you, I, always, I always try. It just doesn't always work. It's tricky. Yeah, this one, it just fell into place, and um, I don't recall if we've ever done... Anything from this brewery? I know they have a Rattler that they're pretty famous for. Mm-hmm. You've probably seen it around. It's got a guy on a unicycle. Oh, sure. Um, That's these guys? Yeah. Oh, cool. Same guys. All right. Uh, so I'm familiar with that one. And as far as I remember, they do like sweeter kind of light beers pretty well. So yeah. I was pretty stoked for this one. I love the the fruit profile that they've presented. Uh, I like all the words that it says. So yeah, the before, is, before we get into it, I just wanted to, because I Googled what does Nordic fruit mean? And and everything you said is kind of in there, but they also include something called cowberries, mm. which I'm not going to look up now, but I've never heard of that. And I'm very curious what that even is. I hope it's a berry. If anybody knows, please shoot us an email the at fccast like. at gmail.com. Yeah, because I got to know what a cowberry even is. Yeah. Um, but what were we going to say? Yeah, the real question is what? Oh, the real question is how does it translate to what's in the glass on paper? 
Sounds good. Yeah. What'd you say the ABV was on this? This boy? is five two. Five two. It looks it looks so much more intense. Maybe it's because we've done a lot of IPAs recently, but this looks like um, a very big IPA. I know it's kind of tough to gauge alcohol percentages just by looking at it. Yeah. But there's even some like legginess to this yeah. when you swirl it around the glass. There's a ton of head left over. Um, a very active looking beer, burnt orange. And I have not yet tried it, but I'm seeing that you are. So yeah, answer your own question. How's the glass representation work for you? Hmm. Wow, it's very fruit forward. It is in your face with, I'm immediately getting cherries. That's kind of the one thing that holds true throughout. Couldn't tell you specifically what an elderberry tastes like. I've always had elderberry and elderberry flower in things like St. Germain, things like that. Sure. Um, so obviously cherries standing out, strawberries standing out. Really, really kind of good. I'm thinking I'm liking this a lot. It's way fruitier than I expected. It is not subtle. No. Like, no, it's not. It is not subtle at all. And I love that the word jam is in the name of it because it is so jammy. You know what yes. beer this reminds me of? What? Jam Band from Boulevard. When's the last time you had that? Uh, as often as I can get it. I haven't seen oh, it really? out this summer yet, this yeah, year. We covered that on the show back in like couple years ago yeah like 2019 yeah. maybe yeah um but it's a beer that you always go back to it's like this is a great sippable sweet beer yeah um one that is very sweet also mm-hmm. um this one smells like i hope this isn't too sacrilege to say but it smells a bit like a fruit roll-up mm-hmm. or something that is so like obviously yeah one one note and the note is almost an artificial multiple flavor sweetness like a mixed berry vibe totally like mixed berry skittles the other day i was um i, I have a my traveling candy is Jolly Ranchers. Okay. Chewy and or? No, hard. Because okay. you don't you can't go through them that fast. So I yeah. think they're a good sort of middle ground. But I left my Jolly Ranchers on my car dash in the sun. And I went to get one out of the bag and it squished between my fingers. And I thought, you know, it'd be fun. would be to squish a bunch of them together and like twirl them into a little wand, which I did do. But the the flavors and the nose are very similar to this. It's like a bunch of different candy flavors or, or, or candied flavors maybe rolled into one thing mm-hmm. and that's how this smells and i love gushers and i love fruit roll-ups right? so i'm loving this beer so far and i've only had one drink but it's it's you're right not subtle um also not overly sweet it's very sweet but it's not crushing my palate or anything yeah it's not so sickly sweet that it gets like cloying or it's gonna be unapproachable i think it's still a really drinkable beer that just falls on the sweeter side of things but it's sweet without being heavy in its sweetness like there's still a drinkability to this beer that's yeah that's nice. Like it keeps me going back yep. for more. Like I want to get more of it because 12 ounces is going to disappear real quick. There's a reality in which this brewery brewed a stronger version of this and that beer was way too syrupy Yeah, and they decided not to do it. It's and like I think this is the right move. Too thick. Like yeah. we need to proof this down. This is, um, this is great. It's, it's still got a bit of multi characteristic that keeps it from being totally juicy that said, I do think this is a beer that you could give to a non-beer drinker, and they'd be like, "This is beer, right? I've never, I've never tasted such no, a this thing." This tastes like a berry cocktail almost. But I think if you do give this to somebody who says things like, "I like beer flavored beer. Beer should be Coors Light." Like, there's notes in this that you could pick out and appreciate if you're open to the fact that maybe not all beer tastes like uh, Schlitz, right? You know? Yeah, it's super good so far, man. I really dig this. Yeah, it's re- really hearkening back for me to beers. Like Rosie's Strawberry Wheat from a brewery called Six Rivers. I've never had that. It is one of my favorite fruited beers. They're out of Oregon? No, they're uh, uh, Northern California. Oh, really? I want to say like, um, they're up there like, like Mad River in that part of the world. Okay. So. Sure. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Mad River Brewing. Mad River. I don't know. All right. Yeah. It's like up in the Redwoods. Of. It's like right 
outside. I want to say it's outside Eureka. Like but Eureka, that's not, yeah. It's Eureka adjacent. Sure. It's within like 20, 40 minutes. I think after you head north of Chico for an hour, like everything is Eureka adjacent. Right. Like what else is even up there? I don't know. That's what people about LA say about Sacramento. It's like, yeah. It's all the same. Um, but anyways, Rosie's Strawberry Wheat, all time, mm-hmm. probably all time favorite. And then like jam bands up there yeah. too. Aren't we doing a weed ale? Number two. Number for two today? is a pomegranate lemonade. Okay, ale. sweet. That'll be a cool comparison then. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what they're doing with this beer gives me high hopes for the second. For sure. Uh, anything you're not liking about this? Is it too sweet or is it is it um, underwhelming in any way? Anything like that? Uh, the fruit note is kind of like one dimensional in that I really I'm only getting cherries with like maybe subtle yeah. strawberry, but more cherry than everything there than anything. And bordering it's 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 snuggled up right on the border of being artificial i'll give you that yeah like it's um, not there but it's close i wouldn't have picked out cherry until i took a sip with my mouth pretty open mm-hmm. um and then it's it's part of the aromatics that flood in but i think for the most part at least what i'm tasting is is an amalgam of lots of fruits i wouldn't have picked out necessarily one or the other maybe strawberry strawberry yeah. is kind of the predominant flavor if you ask me yeah um but i'd have to go fishing for that it doesn't the- jump out Definitely just kind of a mixed berry vibe. Yeah, which but I don't mind. No, it's vague, but like in a good way because yeah. it's vaguely like really delicious. Yeah, it's 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 just generic. Here's some fruits. Yeah, I like this. I think this, and it was a very affordable can. That's great to know. We can talk about that more when we're off the radio waves. Um, yes. That, I, I know the number you're going to say, and I forgot about that until you just said it, and, and that's changed my rating quite a bit. Like, whoa. I don't know if it should, but we're not just rating the beer. We're rating the market and the accessibility and our own palates and hey, all that. we live in the real world where, where beer um, costs money. Dude, this is... Uh, there's nothing I don't like either, in case you're going to ask me. I think this is very good. I don't mind the single to dual noted thing. The cherry strawberry thing doesn't bother me. Um, there's a really great amount of carbonation and body to back this up. It doesn't feel thin and mm-hmm. sweet. It feels thick and sweet, but not overly sweet. It's really well balanced, if you ask me. Yeah, it's got a perfect drinking mm-hmm. um, mouthfeel. Yes. Like it really is. It's not too thin, not too thick. My, my one minor nitpick, I guess, is as I'm now speaking a bit, and I haven't had a drink in like you know a minute and a half, um, which feels too long because I want some more. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it does feel like it's it's landing a bit heavy on the back of my tongue. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of weight there that uh, is going to keep it from being a perfectly made beer, but it's still real good. Yeah. No, real good. It's up there, especially if you're summertime beer, readily available. Yeah. Sign me up. I um, like this beer. Did you already say where you got this? No, I didn't. I got it actually here uh, in Chico at a new liquor store that Shout opened out. up off Mangrove. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, well, do you got anything else in this or should we give it a rating out of 10? I think we should rate it. Okay. Then after you, I'm actually taking one more drink. Please don't bias me yet. Can you talk for like one more sentence about something? All right. All right. Yeah. You're going to get your final, final notes in. Uh, I think that's a real testament is that mine, half of this beer is already hey, yours gone. Yours is gone. It's gone. been gone for a minute. It stood no chance. Like I, I really like it. I do too. I have my number, but still after you, Johnny Summers hit it. This is stupid. It's a 9.1. 9.1. We got to stop. We got to stop meeting like this, man. For me, it's a nine. It's great. Uh, super, super good beer. I would happily drink it again. It's awesome this time of year too. It's like, what is it, like one Oh two out today? Yeah. Something insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so refreshing, perfect hot weather beer, not too thick, not going to wreck your palate, not going to like get you, your palate just so wrecked with sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's not so sweet. You're not gonna be able to taste anything. Like totally. for me, this would go so good with like a backyard barbecue or the river or just existing in this temperature. hundred percent. So. 
Uh, all right, well, 9.1 for you, 9 for me. Once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on a Thursday evening on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you get a chance to try Nordic Jam or any other beers from Two Pitchers, we do want to know what you think, so please don't hesitate to reach out. And while you're at it, take a picture of yourself drinking it and tag us on your Instagram. Uh, our Instagram is sure. fresh underscore hop underscore cinema. You can email us at fhccast at gmail.com or if you're enjoying the show leave a rating and review on apple Podcasts. up next is a trailer for this week's movie thor love and thunder but worry not there are no spoilers in the upcoming segment kids get to popcorn now let me tell you the story of the space viking thor odinson he was no ordinary man he was a god after saving planet earth for the 500th time thor set off on a new journey well, he got in shape. He went from dad bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. Jane? The old ex-girlfriend. What's it been like? Three, four years? <laughs> Eight years, seven months, and six days. Give or take. Am I uh, sensing feelings? Well, <laughs> you're right. The only ones who gods care about is themselves. So this is my vow. All gods will die. I just want to say that was very, very impressive what you did back there. It's just my first bad guy. You never forget your first. You are not like the other gods I've killed. Because I have something worth fighting for. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film. If you're listening on the radio waves of KZFR 90.1 FM, you're only going to be hearing the first half of our show on the radio today. But if you'd like to hear the whole thing, go subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever quality podcasts are found. It's going to be available for you to download tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So at the end of this, if you just can't get enough, there's plenty more for you. As a reminder, what you just heard was a trailer for this week's movie, Thor. Love and Thunder. Generic website uh, description incoming. Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore the God Butcher, a galactic killer played by Christian Bale who seeks the extinction of the gods. This is the follow-up by Taika Waititi directing to Thor Ragnarok. It was written by Waititi and Jennifer Caton Robinson. Stars Chris Hemsworth, of course, as Thor, the god of thunder. Natalie Portman shows up again. She was not in Thor Ragnarok, but she was, I believe, in the previous two Thor movies, Thor 1 and Thor 2, The Dark World. Um, as Dr. Jane Foster, you have Tessa Thompson showing up again from Ragnarok as, in this case, King Valkyrie. She... Um, presides over the new uh, new Asgard, which is basically somewhere in Scandinavia. You also have Christian Bale, like I mentioned, as Gore the God Butcher. You have Taika Waititi voicing Korg again. And you have a fun take by Russell Crowe playing uh, Zeus slash 
Maximus Decimus Meridius mm-hmm. in retirement. Um, this film came to wide release here in the Americas on July 8th. It runs just under two hours at an hour and 59 minutes. And now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that's a statement by YTD being like, we don't need this to be two hours and 89 minutes long. Mm-hmm. We can just make a crisp two-hour superhero movie yep. under the MCU flag and call it good. We've both been stoked about this, Johnny, yep. uh, for for a while. I think since we heard about it, obviously, we we're both big fans of Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Um, We've seen some movies. I think last week we covered Elvis, and like it was a movie we were gonna see. Fine, big release. Not super stoked. Super stoked about Love and Thunder. Yeah, this one has been bookmarked in yeah, the calendar for a minute. So, uh, how was your viewing experience? What did you think about it? Who'd you go with? Where'd you see it? That sort of thing. I went by myself. Went to the theater here in Chico. Saw it in the regular uh, theater, not the XD. Mm-hmm. Timing wise, mm-hmm. didn't work out. Wanted to see it in the XD, didn't work. But yep. yeah, sat in the back in the corner like I do. Okay, and uh, had a good time. Thoughts on Love and Thunder. Thoughts on Love and Thunder. Man, you got to start any conversation about Love and Thunder with uh, uh, at least an acknowledgement of the majesty that is Thor Ragnarok. Yes, I Um, agree. And that really uh, indicates how you feel about Ragnarok Mm -hmm. will directly affect your excitement level for Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. And Thor Ragnarok is, if not my favorite Marvel movie, it is in my top three. That's mine too. Very short list. So I was over the moon for this movie. I mean, it's Taika Waititi coming back to direct and reprising his role as Korg. So the expectations, the hopes, the dreams, they're all real high. So this movie, man, so stylized. Like this has just Taika all over it. And I absolutely dug it. It was such a fun experience from the first scene to the last scene because this unlike so many other action superhero movies other than like Thor Ragnarok, there hasn't been one that just doesn't take itself too seriously. Like this movie, maybe guardians of the galaxy, only ones that kind of oh, butt up against can, not taking I, themselves I too seriously. Said this, sorry, the guardians of the galaxy are in this also Yes, for like a half a minute. Yeah. They're in there for there, Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. there's not many other movies that, don't take themselves as seriously. Like Marvel mm-hmm. movies, the MCU has this way of trying to have clout and like always upping the stakes and adding more tension and more characters and more stakes. And it just gets mm-hmm. so tedious mm-hmm. that this movie is such a breath of fresh air because it's a silly goose time. It knows it's a silly goose time. It leans into it. It leans into the excess, the silliness, the sarcasm, the comic book ridiculousness that maybe a lot of these other movies should have that like try to be so serious in dramas like dude these are comic books this is a silly time these are things made for young adults and children let's let's have fun with it so i love what taika did with this movie uh it's it was gorgeous to look at there was so much great interplay there was amazing attempts at humor that failed that were like intentional okay sure i loved some of those moments i mean it had screaming goats there was magic swords yeah, there was a the super goats. villain yeah. like how do you forget about the screaming goats yeah honestly yeah. uh it was brilliant i loved it it was everything i wanted and i was super stoked to circle back around to your first question then you have to it, it's you don't have to it's just really really difficult not to compare this to ragnarok you sounds like you, yeah you're not saying you'd go as far as to say it's Better than Ragnarok. I I would have to watch Ragnarok again. And when's like, the last time you saw it? It's been a couple years. 
Sorry, is that's that loud? <laughs> We're a beer podcast. He's just dumping. Sometimes not even a show beer, just a side a side chick beer, a, a, a real uh, a real stormbreaker beer to my Mjolnir. I'm just like, come on, man. Right? Oh, I um, loved all the tension between yeah. him and Stormbreaker, right, dude? Um, yes. So okay. yeah, Com- so you have to compare it. Sure. Sorry, last time you watched uh, Ragnarok, it's been a couple years. Oh, like because it's well, so it's only been out since. She looked this up like 2018, maybe. Is yeah. So I watched it in the theater and then I watched it again when it dropped on Disney Plus, but I haven't watched it since. So I'd love to go back and revisit it. And then honestly, I might go see this one again in an XD theater. It was that much fun. Yeah. Was, so. Yeah. Uh, 2017, by the way. Okay. Um, yeah, dude. So for me, Ragnarok's up there as well. It's like, I think top three. I think my number one is probably Avengers just because it, back in 2012, like there wasn't this, this, um, template necessarily. And, and it brought all these heroes together. It was so amazing. And like shortly after, it's probably Ragnarok for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I mean, I'm a little bit worried about sort of like a matrix complex with something like this. Like the first movie's so good that the second or third or whatever comes next is destined to fall below that mark somehow. Yeah. And I think this does in a lot of ways. I think um, some of the stuff you hit on, I think there's a couple of tonal inconsistencies that, that mostly work. Um, but when we get into some stuff with Gore the God Butcher, uh, some of it doesn't work, and I, I'm going to dance around it for now because it's more spoilery than I want to get into. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's great. I think there, there's a whole section of the movie that deals with Russell Crowe's Zeus, and we learn it's packed with mythology and all sorts of stuff, but it's really, really fun. The whole movie's really, really fun. There's some intense stuff that gets brought in, and that's where I'll push back against what you're saying about these being like silly goose times and like for, for kids. And I, I don't know. I think sometimes these movies are at their best when they, not unlike horror movies, when they address things that are true to the human experience. Um, so I think it's a spoiler, so I won't say that either. But um, the the character arc between Thor and Dr. Jane Foster felt at the same time um, really touching and, and nice and something that I didn't know I needed maybe some closure with, mm. but also kind of unnecessary to the the character development of Thor, which I thought was great in Ragnarok. He did, he went from A to B in, in a very satisfying and fulfilling way. And here the movie starts off with a voiceover from Korg. Like, Let me tell you the story of the space Viking. And, and, and there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like creating backstory um, in order to pave the way for, for f- future story front story. Um, and it felt a little heavy handed in that way, but I think Chris Hemsworth does a great job per usually he's, a fantastic comedic actor. Um, Korg's fun. That's a fun thing. I liked some backstory on his species and how they get going. Right. Um, and yeah, what you said, like the, the weapons thing is fun. There's a lot of funny gags. Like it feels very Taika Waititi. If you've seen, I know you have to, but if anybody else, um, like what we do in the shadows, he, he, uh, definitely wrote on and maybe directed the movie. And I think is a writer on the TV series, um, recently put out, um, our flag means death on HBO max. And like, it has a very, non-American comedic feel, which yeah. I think feels so refreshing a mm-hmm. lot of the time. And like you're saying, it's visually amazing. There's some great scenes. There's brilliant sound design in the third act when we go to a new place, mm-hmm. um, which was also great because in addition to the sound design, it was a different take on the final battle kind of thing. Um, and I guess that's mostly all I'll say. It looked very different than a lot of things do, and it sounded very different. There's a scene where a character moves a tarp out of the way, and like, I swear, like the high end on the audio spectrum has been rolled off. So it all sounds muted and it looks muted. And it's like very dark. It's, it's a great way of representing this place they're in. And that turns into a lot of fun and cool effects and opportunities for 
non-traditional heroes to have moments, which was super fun too. Yeah. So I, I thought it was great, man. I, it was great. I think it was just about the ceiling of what a movie like this can be with the ceiling being probably Ragnarok or Avengers. I agree. I think it definitely did not live up and it was not Ragnarok's equal, but I no. think it was a worthy sequel. There were things that I, I will, I will nitpick as yes. well. Uh, particularly with with the gore, the God Butcher arc, sure, and then sure. also with Jane and Thor. But overall, really fun experience. I really enjoyed my time in, with this movie. Yeah. Well, I have I have this really, really burning question about the plot. I really, I can't wait to ask you. It, like, I think it's going to blow people's minds when I do, but unfortunately, we're out of time for our radio listeners. Uh, so let's give this a rating out of 10 for now. What do you say? Yeah, definitely. For me, it's, oof. I hadn't even thought about a rating till yeah. this very moment. Yeah. It feels like an 8.1. Okay, man, we're just neck and neck because I'm going to go eight. Uh, it's a super solid movie, dude. Um, I'm looking forward to asking you these questions. But in the meantime, to people listening, once again, if you don't know and you're tuning in on the radio, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder Thor. is in the theater near you, probably. If you've seen it, you have thoughts of your own. You can reach us on Instagram at fresh underscore hop underscore cinema, or you can shoot us a handy dandy email to fhccast at gmail.com. To our radio listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on KZFR 90.1 FM. As a reminder, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes spoilers for Love and Thunder, a review of that second beer, hot and bothered and so much more head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to fresh hop cinema the rest of the episode will be available tomorrow morning at 7 a.m and to those of you already listening on your favorite podcast app we'll be right back danger zone welcome to the danger zone everybody we are talking thor love and thunder if you've just joined us from the radio waves welcome to the podcast feed Things are getting, if not real, different. Um, so to kick things off, before we talk movie stuff, how much was that first beer? I know I asked you that. $3. Yeah. $3 is a steal for a 9% beer. Nope. Not what I meant. A okay. 9 out of 10 yep. beer. A 9 score. For a beer that we rated. That we rated 9 out of 10, sure. Yep. Or 9.1. Yeah. Uh, what a great deal. Yeah. Were there plenty left? Oh, yeah. And can we say the name of this place? Ah. Should we just wait? Yeah. You wait? Okay, yeah. great. Uh, I don't, say, maybe the next I don't say the names of businesses. Unless you're getting paid. For free. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, great. Well, if you want to know more, you could probably email us and we can tell you. But um, for now, Mystery Place. Still, great price. How much is our second beer when we get to it? Same. Two ninety nine, dude. Both cans. What are the odds it's that good again? Hopefully, nice. Uh, probably not high. Everything but... I've had from this brewery has been good. That Radler's always good. Yeah. The yeah. Lemon Radler that they do. That first one. So, I mean, all signs point towards possibly being good. Sweet. Okay. Um, well, let's get into spoilers yeah. for Love and Thunder. What was that burning question you had for me about the plot? The burning question was this, Johnny. It was that... You don't remember. I do remember. Here it is. It's that we're talking tonal differences. And the thing about Gore the God Butcher, this is what I want to get into, is like, I guess I guess if I dilute it down to its simplest form, the question is, did Gore work for you in the context of a Taika Waititi movie? It's Christian Bale, right? It's Christian Bale, one of the most famous method actors of all time. Oh, yeah. Against something that is arguably kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. And I think this gets at a deeper thing that you're sort of hinted, that you were, they were both hinting at, which is, which is a potential tonal inconsistency. But did Christian Bale's portrayal of his character work? He worked almost too well. Like, he is such a committed character actor that I think he almost dove into it too deep like how do you mean the the guy is so scary and so mm-hmm. committed to killing all the gods like and he succeeds 
like I think in this movie he kills what four or five at least minor gods yeah, that yeah. we see. Yeah. So like he's got this sword. Was it Doombringer? No, or? you're close. Death Eater or something like See, that. It's that's a, wrong franchise. It's close. Um, um, sorry, that was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Have <laughs> you heard of this? Lords of the Rings. The Death Eaters. Um, um, but anyways, they get, he's got this gnarly sword. I'll look it up. Uh, you know, and it, it, there was a situation not that long ago. Help me out. It was another person playing a villain who's like a notorious character actor. It's a movie we covered. Okay. And it was a bad guy. And he, Yeah, he was a bad guy. And he played it so well, it was almost distracting. What movie was that? Not a superhero movie, just a movie. I don't, re- I don't recall. It might have been. It's and something it, we've done within the last like couple months. I remember having this conversation that, like, you know, he's almost too good for this like movie. Like, it's I will think about that. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But it's a, yeah. th- it's a thing. When you get this character actor, um, it just goes so deep. And tonally, there was such a huge difference in any time Gore was on screen and, you know, versus like the Thor world that we're living in. Yep. It really was, you know, like a black and white convergence yes. of, you know, black and white versus color. It was yes. Yes. so polar opposite. But if you look at the the color landscape of this movie mm-hmm. and the overall tone, it feels deliberate. For sure, right? No, of course, everything yeah. else is so vibrant, and then Gore, wherever he goes, like the color is sucked out of it. Yes, like when they go to his his home base planet, that's like the, real the tiny. Realm of shadows. Yeah, it's the Necro Sword, by the way. Sweet, yeah, that's such a great. Uh, which, I want to write a song called the Necro Sword. Right. So, um, just to, to be clear, yeah, he he possesses the all all black the Necro Sword, which according to Galactus, who if you don't know is like a mega villain who like eats planets. Um, dude, I want to read those comics. Right. That sounds dope. Um, is quote. Uh, it carved the first dawn from the stone of the endless night. Sick. Um, so bad. Point is, pretty intense sword that kind of, it's one of those like, the sword chooses its wielder. Like, it's like the ring. It's Harry Potter. Exactly. Um, <laughs> totally. But, uh, anyways, like the movie starts off with with sort of a, a, a gore prologue mm-hmm. where it's him wandering through the desert with his daughter. Some might say a gore log. I'll take that. And, you know, his daughter dies of... Uh, Dehydration and, say and dysentery, desert and dysentery and <laughs> scurvy and all sorts of stuff. Goddamn Oregon Trail. And then he's like, I I see an, an oasis, and then it's his god, whoever that was. He's like, this is the god of my people. We've worshipped you. Help. And dude's like, fuck you, man. Like there is no afterlife. You're just you. You give me sustenance with your prayers, and you can sort of skedaddle. I've yeah. just killed this guy who was using this crazy sword. Hopefully that sword doesn't choose you. It does. Christian Bale kills him. It's like, I'm going to kill all the gods now because they are self-righteous douchebags. And then for me as a viewer, I was like, I mean, this guy totally was like, he kind of had it coming. Yeah. Um, the problem is you get to somebody like Thor who did spend a couple movies and presumably a couple hundred thousand years being a douchebag mm-hmm. to a lot of his followers. At one yeah. point we get uh, a conversation between Thor and one of his followers, um, a woman whose name is escaping me, but almost dies in battle. Does not. She's like, fine, I'm going to die. Just leave me here. I can't wait to go to Valhalla. He's like, you're not going to Valhalla. You have to die in battle. Maybe your arm can go to Valhalla. That was funny. And I'm like, it was, but I was like, maybe Gore's onto something. Like all the other gods we meet in God City or whatever it's called, like Zeus is a douche. Yeah. Like he probably has it coming too. Like, yeah, you get it. Like, yeah, you empathize with Gore immediately. You empathize with Gore. You empathize with Thanos. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, that's the key, I think. If you, and I think it was so brilliant to start this movie from from Gore's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I get it. like that was brutal. He buried his daughter 
in the desert, curled up next to her little so tombstone. waiting to die. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, that's that's um the brilliance of something like this, which which takes it from being like just children entertainment and the silly use time to like some real stakes. Stuff that loses me is like in that final face off where Gore's like pinning Thor up against the one. He's like, call the axe. And Thor's like, I'll call the axe when you call the dentist. Funny joke, but does kind of take me out of it. Right. Takes me out of the stakes. Yeah. Um, Jane having cancer, huge stakes um, in a sense, huge emotional stakes. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my biggest issues with this movie is that people die, but don't die. Mm -hmm. Like um, uh, Korg gets shattered by Zeus's thunderbolt and is fine. Yeah. Um, I think Valkyrie gets stabbed. Am mm-hmm. I tripping out? Oh, she's, she's fine. fine. Yeah. And like Jane dies, but does she? Cause like we get a post credit scene where she's in Valhalla. So like, there's no real, it just felt like, um, emotional baiting from YTD, which kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. There was no follow through with the stakes. Like Not we, really. We were presented stakes, but then they weren't. Real. What did, what did you think of the, um, the kids being endowed with Thor's power? That was That's, pretty cool. That whole scene. That was great. Yeah. That was a real, uh, last battle in hook. When all the lost boys oh, nice. storm the castle, yeah. uh, or the the castle, the, the boat, uh, the boat, yeah, yeah, the ship, yeah, real real moment like that, you know, where the the bunny had lightning coming out of yes. its eyes. That yeah. was sick. I mean, I dug that. I do have to wonder because that's the thing. Like that's a, that's a saying. Like I know that about Nordic mythology. Like Thor, the god, can say like those who possess the pure of heart can have the power of Thor. Mm-hmm. Why didn't that happen? Like in like Wakanda when Thanos was coming, like why not give everybody that power then? Hook everybody up with some lightning. Like it didn't like diminish him. That. Right. I also do have to wonder like if this is in the larger scope of the MCU, like what's going on? Cause we, the last thing we covered was, um, uh, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on with that? Like it seems like it would have affected this somehow probably. And that's what you were saying earlier about stakes. Like they have to keep upping the stakes and like that is what has happened is Dr. Strange stuff. So like, I feel like it should have affected this somehow, mm-hmm. but I'm glad it didn't. But I feel like if I'm taking one step back, I'm like this is all supposed to be related. So maybe Dr. Strange could have helped. I don't know. We've had the Avengers. So now it's like, yeah. And they're I all kind like, of in this same universe, but they're separate. Right. So, and like the guardians of the galaxy thing. Why? Well, because at the end of the last movie, Thor was in, he left with them. I know, but. I don't know. It seemed like that whole battle scene was pretty rough. I thought it was mm-hmm. just like very goofy and silly and like, yeah, well, I think you have to look at this movie through the lens of it being mostly a comedy, but it isn't, but it is. I don't think so. I, I, think, I think it starts off that way, but it doesn't finish that way. Like the third act, when we go to the dark world or whatever the hell it's called, that's sorry. That's the name of the second Thor movie. Mm-hmm. When we go to the planet of shadows, I can't remember what his planet's called. It does not play as a comedy. No, we have cancer. We have an evil guy trying to kill everybody. But we still have jokes. That's the thing. Like it's I know. It's still trying to be a comedy, even in the third act when it maybe shouldn't be. Yeah. I so I guess that's what I'm getting at. It's like it doesn't totally work. Right. And and at least with Ragnarok, it was funny all the way through. It wasn't a comedy all the way through, but it was funny all Mm -hmm. the way through. Yeah, this one definitely felt like more that it was trying to be a comedy. Yeah, at least maybe. in the first and second act. Yes, and very successfully in the first and second act. I think. I, a lot of uh, Natalie Portman's lines just didn't work for me. Oh, really? Like her just trying to come up with her motto, like it just the, felt the very slogan. forced and cheesy. It did. They, yeah, they really the whole backstory we got about their courting time, where they fell in love, and like I kind of assumed that happened, but I didn't know if I needed to see it. But it felt like they were giving us that so that we could be invested in in the emotional arc they were going on currently yeah but it was such a tiny little montage it was like i think there was a flashback at the end oh the the final thing she's like i finally found my catchphrase it's like you don't need that we don't need that for you like i don't need that to be your dying words to thor or whatever like right it's fine yeah 
no, it, that whole dynamic felt forced. For sure. But. That said, Mjolnir being wielded by Dr. Jane Foster had some sick-ass moves. Yeah, because it was all split up into a yeah. like hundred pieces. And then it would do like a shotgun thing, but it yeah. would like, like, like heat seekers, and then it would come back. That was badass. That was cool. That was super cool. She is much better with Mjolnir than he was. Yeah, or M- Mjolnir is much better broken into pieces. Maybe, yeah. Um, you want to talk at all about the relationship between Stormbreaker and Thor with respect to Mjolnir? Oh, you have to. <laughs> That got old for me a bit. <laughs> the, the one scene where it was just creeping into frame. Yeah, like it's a jealous lover. Yeah, like yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, so good. Um, it was great when when we first get it. There was the time that I think the only time it really worked for me is when um, the town, New Asgard, is being attacked mm-hmm. by the shadow demons or whatever. And Thor here, like we, and we hear it. We hear like the vroom, vroom. It's like, that sound is so familiar. Mm-hmm. You see the hammer and he's like, Oh my God, is that my hammer? And he sticks out his hand and the hammer almost makes it. He's like, Mjolnir, you've come back. And then it zooms back to her. You get the payoff of A, it's like, oh, it's in the trailers, but like not his hammer anymore. She's yeah. got it. And it's so funny. Like, yes, it's almost mine, but it's not. And then Stormbreaker's like, no, I'm yours now. Yeah. They made Stormbreaker sassy. Very sassy. I liked it. Yeah. You want to talk about the goats briefly? Fuck yeah. The goats were my favorite. <laughs> the goats, if you haven't seen it, were a gift from the initial battle. They were like, you've saved our city kind of. Take these goats. And everybody's like, don't take these goats. He's like, goats are great. And they're huge. They're like quadruple-sized yeah, screaming goats. they're like goats. the size of oxen. They never stop screaming. <laughs> and they hook it up. And this is just a convenient writing. They're like, well, we can't summon the Bifrost with Stormbreaker because it's too temperamental. So we'll stick it on the ship. And then and then it has to be like the conduit. And the, for some reason, the goats will pull the ship. Yeah. I don't I mean, it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> it was like, just silly. Not real. So silly. Not real. It's none of it's real, but like you know, yeah. not necessary. It was so unrealistic. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else, Johnny Summers, on Thor: Love and Thunder? Are you excited for a third chapter in the Taika Waititi Thor universe, or is no, it? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. You know, there's going to be another one. There is. They even said it. They said Thor will return. And I was like, no surprise there. Yeah. Um, no, I don't care. Um, and here it is. Here's the actual burning question. Oh, he finally <laughs> remembered. <laughs> um. It was an ambiguous thought. It was like, like we talked about being, or I did at least like after the Thanos saga, I was pretty much uninvested. I was like, I, from start to finish, I basically watched Iron Man to, to end game. Movies are going to have to earn it for me. Mm -hmm. But since then we've seen the new Spider-Man multiverse of madness. And now this couple of new Spider-Mans. Is that true? Since end game? Oh yeah, you're right. Um, we keep seeing them. So this is my question was going to be is like, are you, are you excited for, for the new stuff? Like, does it matter at this point? I'm picky and choosy as far Mm -hmm. as Marvel stuff goes. Uh, but I am a huge Taika fan and Mm -hmm. I love what he does with the franchise. I love the style that he brings to a film Mm -hmm. and it, it is so different than a lot of what we've had. It's kind of a breath of fresh air and it makes it more watchable for me. So I, I'm more excited about his directing than I am about to see what Thor does next. Yeah. I'm more excited to see how Taika directs sure. it and the direction of the writing. All right, fair enough. Um, that's all I got on this movie. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, let's grab beer number two, sir. Okay, we're back. Beer number two, one that you've been uh, very excited about today. Yeah. Why, dude? What are we drinking? Uh, it is called Pop Top, again, from Two Pitchers out of Oakland, California. It is a wheat ale with pomegranate lemonade. Not lemons, pomegranate lemonade. Oh, yeah, look at that. It's a crisp wheat ale blended with fresh pomegranate lemonade. Pop Top will have you 
hightailing it to the great outdoors to soak up some suds and sunshine. Great can. Also, by the way, it's an old sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, um, kind of VW bug. Is that a VW sort of idea? Yeah, like a Volkswagen camper van. Yeah. Like so a safari van. If you're thinking like That's pop a safari top, van. Okay, like old school um, beer cans. Nay. This is, uh, yeah, more like the van design where the top pops up into like a tent, uh, a raised ceiling sort of tent thing. Um, okay, I'm stoked as well. Are you a fan of, of fruit uh, adjunct lemonades? Yeah. You ever go to Hot Dog on a Stick? Remember yeah. that place at the mall? Oh, yeah. They had like strawberry and they had like limeade, mm-hmm. I think. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I am like also. And like when they do it at the fair, when they have just the big lemon slicer and they smash the lemons and then put water on top, it's so good. I've never had that. Like fair lemonade, just fresh lemonade in general. All right, Throw sure. some strawberries in there. Yeah, big fan. Okay, you've had this beer now. You've tried it. I did. Are I you a, a big fan of that? It's different. Boo. It's not okay. bad. No. <laughs> it doesn't sound uh, good. No, it's a ton of lemonade on the nose. Uh, and then it's abruptly very sweet. Uh, this one feels a lot sweeter than the first one. Um, you know, you get strong notes of, of lemon, definitely. Uh, the pomegranate is a kind of a supporting cast member here. It definitely plays second fiddle to the lemon. Yep. Um, thicker, I feel. And way more like w- dissolved like white granulated sugar tasting to me. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I think it's still very good. What do you think? You've tried it. It's super good. Um, I'm looking into the distinction between a lager, like a fruited lager and a Rattler. Mm. Do you know the definition of a Rattler? No. Stylistically? Um, Neither do I, but I was getting into it. But what I noticed on these cans is that both of them say, as sort of almost like a slogan for the brewery, which is all natural ingredients, craft Rattlers. Um, so I'm going to look into that cause I'm pretty sure both of these are technically Rattlers, okay. which might technically be loggers with fruit. I'm not sure yet. Um, but needless to say, this one is also very good. Mm-hmm. I think it's super refreshing. I actually think it's less sweet than the first one. Wild. Um, there's more of a, of a, of a wheat taste. Definitely a different sweetness. For sure. Like a more direct sugary sweetness. Yes. For me. Yeah. Certainly less layers to it. Um, which which is like a, a, a simplicity that I am enjoying quite a bit. I'm yeah. going to have a second drink. Still very, just, it's a lemonade beer. Uh, it's not sickly sweet. Mm-hmm. Definitely more, more up front with its sweetness, but I think it still blends well. And the lemon adds like a bright tartness yeah. that balances out that sweetness. And these beers are hard to keep around in your glass. So, I mean, that's, I <laughs> that's pretty high praise. Like yeah. whether it's... You know, this is not life-changing craft beer. Like, I mean, we've had some amazing IPAs, and it just feels almost sacrilegious for this to be, like, as good as it is. Does that make sense? Kind of. I mean, yeah, it's, it's um, <clears throat> yeah, it's approachable in a way that might indicate it's of a different uh, species yeah. than a traditional beer. Yeah. Which I think it is. I like this, and I feel bad about it in the way that I feel weird when I like smoothie things yeah right you know it's just it's just so outside the scope of what i normally drink that it's like and it's outside the scope of like a normal quote-unquote normal like yeah hops malt yeast grains like beer um it's a it's a genre that i'm not delving into often and i feel like maybe i should because it's it's quite enjoyable in the same way you combine a base of a cocktail like uh, say tonic water with a liquor like gin you combine a light beer like a lager 
with a fruited drink like lemonade. Okay. And that gives you a Rattler. Okay. This one is for sure, by definition, a Rattler. It's it's literally a lager or a wheat ale, excuse me, um, combined with lemonade in this case. Okay. That is that is the definition of a Rattler. Okay. Based on what I've been reading. And that's recently. an acknowledged beer style. Yeah. Like it's a uh, thing. Yeah. It originated um, with a drink called the Rattler Mass. Literally uh, means cyclist leader. Um, I'm guessing back in, in Germany somewhere. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not the purest form of beer. Certainly wouldn't pass the, uh, Reinheitsdebatte. Yeah, Debatte. sure. Um, but beer adjacent nonetheless. Absolutely. And I think at the very least qualifier for this show. Yeah. Yeah. So immediately what I'm thinking, this is the direct middle ground between a hard seltzer mm. and like a lager. Nice. Yeah. This I mean, is, yeah. Like really, if yes. you have someone that doesn't like beer at all and only drinks White Claw, right? Mm-hmm. You give them this beer, they're going to be like, wait a minute, I like beer. For sure, man. Um, if you give someone that drinks IPAs all the time this, mm-hmm. it's going to be a great palate cleanser. It's going to be something yeah. different. I think this style has a niche that you can fit it into in your life. And at certain times, this is a perfect beer. Yes, I think now is one of those times. Honestly. It's super good. Um, it's Yeah, it, it, there's a little bit of tartness from the lemon, which I'm enjoying. Yeah. But it's it's rounded off by the pomegranate. It's just like a really yeah, smooth, like sweet a, drink. The subtle... Pomegranate's not a berry. Um, it feels very... I wonder... No. No, a pomegranate's it's not got a pods. berry. Yeah, it's got little seeds, right? Those yeah, are the seeds. And seed they're pods. on the inside, which is like a... It's definitely a. Say it's definitely a fruit. It, um, it, the closest thing I can compare a pomegranate to would be corn. God, we sound like idiots. No, no. Well, is it a melon? It's not a melon. Are you sure? I am sure. What based is on, it? Well, it's not a melon, is it? Think of a melon. Think of any melon. It's yeah. not that. It's a. It's a. It's a berry. Sounds right to me. If you know what a pomegranate is, shoot us an email. It's the second time I've done this this episode. fhccast.gmail.com. Google it real quick. Email us the answer because we're not going to Google it because we're drinking this beer and we'll shout you out next week. Okay. Take it upon yourself. I promise you, if you do that, we, you will get a shout out. This beer has a very fun dip vibe for me. Fun dip. Oh, that candy. Yeah. Interesting. Like the powder. If you yeah. took fun dip powder and poured it into a lager, that's like what you would get. Oh, we should try that. Uh, let's make our yeah. own Rattlers. Um, I haven't had fun dip in so long. Fun dip sticks taste like just, just like, just like the sticks weird suck. shock. You're there for the powder yeah. all day. But I'm I'm digging this, man. I think these beers have a definite time and place. They're super refreshing. Mm-hmm. They don't taste crazy artificial. And I love no. that they, you know, are taking pride in the fact they use all natural ingredients. Yes. It shows in the flavor. Because this sure. could very go easily go into like the country time lemonade. Like yeah. just scoop it out of a jar with weird chemicals. Just in like it. a like a weird like sugary powder. Yeah. Like a ex- fun dip. Exactly. <laughs> But it doesn't. But okay. it has fun dip vibes. Sure. Okay. Sure. Just like the tartness and sweetness. <laughs> That's true. Uh, no, I think I'm digging this, man. It's it's so outside the norm for me, but it's also kind of not. Great summer beer, man. It is. I like it. All right. Me too. Let's go to 10. Johnny Summers, hit me with that rating, sir. My God, dude. I'm thinking. Come on. Okay, I'll God go first. Yeah, uh, for me, Pop Top is is so delicious. I think it's fantastic. I'm going to go. Um, I think I enjoy it. Sl- well, I would drink more of this than the first beer. But I think it's less interesting slightly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead with my gut, which is interestingness. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a solid eight. It's very good. It's what like, you got? It's like a seven, seven. Wow. Very close. All day today. Yeah. I've been doing this for too long. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got anything else on Pop Top? 
Drink it. I think it's great. Hot and bothered? Let's do it. Hot and Welcome to Hot and Bothered, part of the show where we talk about our weeks, positive or negative. We don't care. Johnny Summers, what has you hot and or bothered? Uh, I went to a show. What kind of show? A doom metal show. Okay, so bothered. No, it was hot, man. <laughs> For me. I had, I had a blast. <laughs> okay. It was great. It's a band that I hadn't seen in a long time. They used to play Chico all the time uh, called Amrock. Went to see yeah. them at the Naked Lounge here in Chico with a friend of mine, uh, mm-hmm. Chad Rankin. Shout out, Chad. Well, what's up, Chad? What's up, dog? Uh, so that was fun. That was uh, the only thing I dragged myself out of the house to do all weekend. Why is that, Johnny? Because D is for depression. Oh, I see. I had a really down couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's been yeah. rough in the Johnny Summers brain slash household. I've had a foot injury and it's been dealing with like chronic pain. I get x-rays tomorrow though. I'm going oh, to nice, the doctor. Dude. I'm doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah, cool. Um, Friday, going to the doctor. doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's just been one of those things where dealing with a nagging injury that has like various levels of pain at any given time, yeah. like walking around has yeah. been hard. And it's really been a challenge to be myself, be positive. Mm-hmm. Cause like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm fairly negative all the time, but like more so than usual. Sure. Like, yeah. I, I try to be a fun person to be around and like bring joy to the world. Yeah. And like, it's been such a challenge and I basically haven't been necessarily uh, the person that I want to be for mm. the last few weeks. So uh, this weekend was punctuated by um, noping out of a shopping trip to target because I was in excruciating pain and I was just so mad at the world. Mm-hmm. I basically did a hard reset on my life and just slept for four hours. Yeah. You ever just get in such a funk you don't know what else to do besides go to bed? Not usually, but I know the instinct. It's yeah. a place. And yeah. I went there. I've just because the world doesn't deserve me in it at that time. <laughs> so I'm just gonna nap it off. Sure. And just check out, take a take a deep breath, wake up, feel refreshed. Do better. Did you feel refreshed? I did. Good. And it was easier to just... Did you go back to Target? No. 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 Okay. Shalina went for me. Oh, that's nice. While I was asleep. All right. Yeah. Uh, also, it was kind of all triggered that whole day by playing a Dark Souls game on accident. Yeah. Well, not on accident. It was on accident. You played it too long. I didn't do enough research. I tried Elden Ring. Yeah. And it's made by the same people that make all the Dark Souls games, which are notoriously basically punishing on yeah. the player yeah and it's just your heart rate are you sure up. you're not bad at it no i'm positive like, like some people dude look up dark souls it's like right. it's known like it is known why would people it doesn't matter people are, are wild man mm-hmm. like I'm, i have a coworker who loves that game mm-hmm. he was like if you like skyrim you'll love it i'm like you are you don't know me yeah there, are there difficulty settings at all no it's just that you play the game mm-hmm. as it's because skyrim has difficulty settings yeah no it's yeah. all strategy Skyrim? No, this game. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, You might love Elden Ring. Have you played any of the Dark Souls games? No, I've not. Okay. I would never, no. I would never play a game called Dark Souls. Yeah. No, I, I played should, Animal Crossing. You should try Elden Ring. No. It's very much like Skyrim. I don't, I've never played Skyrim. That, so. to me, boggles the mind. You're not a big RPG guy. What is that? Role-playing game. What is Borderlands? Borderlands in an kind action, like a like a action kind of. It's an action-adventure RPG. I like that. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Skyrim's a lot. very Borderlands adjacent. Imagine if Borderlands and Lord of the Rings had a baby, well, that sounds, it would be Skyrim. Sounds actually pretty great. I think you would love. Skyrim. It seems like too big of a game for me at this point. Like I missed it the first. You know, no way, dude. Like I don't. No one's talking about. It. Like nobody's playing Skyrim right now. That I like. Are you playing Skyrim? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a, a, a big undertaking. 
it, it's mission based, so you can pick it up and put it yeah. down. Like it's just like Borderlands. There's thousands of side quests and there's a main plot. Like you can burn through the main plot in maybe 20, 30 hours. Really? Yeah. It's still a long time. It is, but like when you think of a big game, it's not crazy. I just like the whole like learning a whole new user interface and like I think you've played as much Borderlands as you can. You're getting close. I've seen you play. I've seen where your levels are at. Like, I'm I crush Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. It might be time for a new challenge. Yeah, my VR headset. I think that's probably where I'll go next. I wonder if Skyrim's in VR. It actually is. We talked about this. No, we talked about Borderlands being in VR. Oh, we did. Yes. Okay. And I, was, I think Skyrim is too. At least like a tangential sort of version of Skyrim. It's worth looking into, especially right. you're rocking a PS4. You can pick that game up probably for like twenty bucks now. Am I? I don't think I have a PS4. I have an Xbox One. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Either way, same gen console. Sure. Um, yeah, you can get it for a really good price. And I honestly, right. knowing to get the con, well, you could get I could get the PS4. No, it's on Xbox. It is, but then I could play with you if I had it on PS. Can can you multiplayer? No, it's a single single player in the universe. Okay. It's worth a look. All right, look into it. But anyway, uh, the show was great. Yes, and it was uh, a really good. I I didn't want to go to the show or leave to the show. Okay. I it was I didn't want to get off the couch. Mm. I had my foot elevated, and I was mm. like, "If I don't just go, I'm gonna hate myself for doing nothing." Yep. Because all of July Fourth weekend, I was up with my foot that whole mm. three day weekend. Mm. I was totally fucked off from my stupid foot. So I was like, "No, I wanted to go. Just do the thing you want to do. Force yourself." Did you go solo? No, I met up with Chad. Oh, sorry. I mean, did you like did Shalina go? No. You left the house. Yes. By yourself. Yep. You're like, I gotta get off the couch. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she wasn't feeling it, she said it sounded loud, and I was like, it will be very that loud. Sounds loud to me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, that reminds me, I need the name of those in ears that you recommended. I got you. Uh, that's a side note for mm-hmm. off the air. But anyways, it was good to get out, and I felt like I actually accomplished something, and it like it honestly kind of helped snap me out mm-hmm. and like helped me be more positive because I felt like I. I'm very mission based, just mm-hmm. like a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if I'm not accomplishing something in my day, I feel like I haven't had purpose. Yeah. And that's a lot of what drips serotonin into my brain. So just going and hearing really loud, slow music and sure. drinking Paps Blue Ribbon sure. is rad. So good, man. Do what you got to do. Fair enough. D is for depression, but F is for fun. Nicely done. Um, you got anything? I just yeah. talked for so long. That's all right. I, um, yeah. So I saw um, Love and Thunder in Reno yeah. while I was playing with, my, with a band. Um, max bet in the penny slots. Hell yeah. Super fun. I also saw it with my mom. It was fun doing the Reno thing where I wasn't by myself. Like I got to like hang out and do a bunch of f- friend based things. Yeah. Um, that was super fun. Um, it was great. Yeah. We played, uh, we, we started a conga line for the first time. I've okay. never started a conga line with my music before. To what song? To, um, uh, I, uh, I will survive by Gloria Gaynor. Okay. The end of the night, like 12 o'clock in the morning. Um, it was super fun. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, drank a lot of fun cocktails with friends. It was a super solid weekend. Excellent. Um, and stoked about the new studio. So that's kind of what's going on in my life. I love it. Yeah. That's about all I have. Well, that's good enough, man. Do you have anything else? I don't. I'm excited for next week because it's a complete mystery and I love, we're going to go forth into an adventure. Sure. We don't even know what we're doing. We don't know what we're watching. We don't know what we're drinking. It's great. We're going to take this podcast journey with you guys, our listeners. Yes. Wherever our little hearts desire. As usual. The show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi. Uh, thanks to all of our people on Patreon. Of course, big shout out to The Handlebar for uh, having a great happy hour, number one. Number two, advertising with us. What a great spot here in Chico. And uh, I'm Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. Be sure to drink some Two Pitchers beers because they're damn good. Watch something you enjoy. Laugh a little. Do what you need to do to not be depressed. And most importantly, be good to each other. See you next week. Hey.
This is Fresh Hop Cinema.